Imagine if it was easy to find and retain your dream client as a salon owner. Forest Salon Software is the all-in-one point-of-sale system for salons, spas, and clinics. With client and staff management and best-in-class reporting and a marketing suite, Forest touches every point of the salon experience to help salons find and retain their dream clients, increase client visit frequency, and increase their revenue. With over 9,000 salons globally partnering with Forest Salon Software to manage, market, and grow their business, as well as a team of local industry professionals here to support you, there has never been a better time to switch to a software partner that can grow with your business. Beauty Business and Beyond listeners who sign up for Forest will receive 50% off your setup fee, which will cover the cost of your data migration, system configuration and training, as well as 2,000 free SMS to use on SMS marketing campaigns of your choosing. Simply click the link in the show notes to take advantage of this generous offer. Forest Salon Software, together we grow. Welcome to the Beauty, Business and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen. I'm a skin therapist turned clinical educator turned multiple six-figure online business owner. I used to think that owning a business meant that you'd have a product or service, a website and an Instagram and just wait for the masses to flock. But little did I know. It wasn't until I started working with coaches and mentors that I learned there was so much more to it. On this podcast, you can expect to learn about mindset, marketing, strategies, and other fundamental business lessons that have helped me to generate over $500,000 of revenue in less than two years. Are you in my Facebook group? Every single day I post in there sharing even more gold nuggets of information to help you grow your business. To find it, search Beauty Business and Beyond on Facebook or head to the link in my show notes to get a direct link. business, we see so many people wanting fast and quick success. But for me as a business owner, I've been a business owner for three years now and recently started my second business. I'm not looking for fast success anymore. I'm looking for long-term sustainable success. And today's guest, I'm really looking forward to chatting because they've been in the industry for such a long time, but also for a reason that I found really interesting. Now, I have been a Gold Coast girl pretty much my whole life, moved to Brisbane for a short period of time there. But if you don't know what the Gold Coast is like, think fake tans, fake lips, fake boobs, long hair, blonde hair, all those stereotypical things. And back when that was really starting to become a trend and Instagram was becoming a trend, there were a few key business owners here on the Gold Coast that really niched down. And at the time, it was actually really interesting people being like, oh, they just do that one thing. Oh, let's see how long they survive. But I have found they are the ones that are standing the test of time. And I've had a few of them on the podcast and I feel like I'm slowly getting more people to talk about this subject. But today's guest is the one and only Emily Hadrill, who is the owner of Emily Hadrill Hair Extension. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Really excited to chat to you. So for those who don't know you, are you able to share your journey as a business owner and how you got into hair extensions? Yeah, for sure. So 2007, we're talking 16 years ago, I was 20 years old and I found a place that offered hair extensions and a girlfriend of mine decided that we'd go and get hair extensions. I had really, really fine hair, always have. So it was sort of 
just becoming quite popular then. Not as much as it is now, obviously. And so I went off and had mine done and I was just blown away. I was like, my God, why didn't I do this sooner? All those things. I was at that point being 20 where I was sort of working out what I wanted to do. I was actually looking into going into beauty therapy. I knew I wanted to have my own business one day. I always have had that sort of entrepreneurial thing in me, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I, I obviously had the extensions done and I really fell in love with it. I, well, mum was a hairdresser and had her own salons, but I didn't necessarily want to go into hairdressing. I don't know why. But anyway, I fell in love with it and I actually spoke to the owner there and she did extension courses, hair extension courses. So I decided I'd do that just to see if I liked doing them. And I loved it. I loved it so much doing it. It was so fun. And she offered me a position there to work there just sort of weekends and weeknights. So I did that for a few months and then started out doing extensions on friends and family. And of course, that grew really quickly with referrals. And yeah, just sort of snowballed from there. I love this so much because about... I would probably say 13 years ago is when I got extensions for the first time. I don't have them anymore, but back in the day, it was really harsh beads and that was like the only way and you used to have to sleep with your head with the beads, get the special brush. But I remember how life-changing it was for me. Like it was such a look for me back then and I look back at my long hair and I'm like, do I want to go down that path again? Because it just instilled so much confidence and At the time, I think I'd colored my hair so many colored box dyes that my hair was becoming quite thin and sparse too. So completely changed my appearance. And I just love hearing that story so much. Yeah. I think unless you are naturally blessed with a lot with thicker hair, it's inevitable that you're going to feel better with it a bit more, whether it's long or short, it doesn't have to be long hair. It can just be thicker. Absolutely. Now you said that you've been in business since 2007 and this is why I admire you so much because I hope that with the facial bar that I can be open for as long as that and continue to have multiple locations and obviously have distributions of skincare. Like I want to be like the Emily Hadrill of the beauty and the facial world. So I'd love to know how have you sustained being in business so long? And I hate to say it, but also through lockdowns and COVID that we experienced not so long ago because you have multiple clinics don't you? Yeah we've got the four uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sydney and Melbourne which you know that's only come over the 16 odd years that it wasn't to happen. I think the biggest thing for me was I mean a lot of people have success with growing it fast but for me that was that was always a bit too risky. I think that the way I've built it over that many years has served me well that it's always been very calculated and very measured risks rather than going crazy you know spending way more than what I have and putting a lot of risk in as I said a lot of people have success like that but for me it was more of a slow and steady approach lockdown is definitely really challenging uh we were lucky we sort of got lucky at the beginning where we were allowed to keep trading and then obviously we'll close, especially Melbourne was the hardest hit. And we've probably had even more of the lag effect in Melbourne that's been challenging. We'd just be able to get staff because they change industries and that sort of thing. So it definitely wasn't just that sort of two, three years. It's continuing still to this day, which is challenging. But, you know, I had a, a base built up and, as I said, having not spending more than you have, so always making sure you have well, six, 12 months, even longer if you can, of um, funds in your bank account so that you're not, yeah. 
Yeah, that's been a huge lesson for me this year in overextending myself. And I see it happen with business owners all the time because it's easy to see that fast success and to get hooked on it and to just keep going, keep investing more, keep wanting more, expanding the team more, open the next location. But you have to be aware of your energy throughout it all too. And as you said, can you financially keep afloat? So I think that is really great advice. Thank you so much for that one. So with that then, when did you make the decision to expand into other locations and what has been your biggest learnings from this? That's probably another thing. I think that expanding in new locations wasn't just because I felt like, oh, I just, from maybe from an ego perspective, I didn't want to just have a salon in Sydney because it was purely based on demand. So I'd only grow based on demand. So for example, we're only on the Gold Coast, but we had clients coming down from Brisbane to come to our Gold Coast clinic. So once there was enough of that happening, I thought, well, that's obviously a no-brainer to open up there. We knew it was going to work. And then uh, we were having requests from Melbourne. So we would fly down there. I'd fly down with one of my staff members and we'd go there every six weeks and do like a pop-up salon and build up that client base so that we knew when we opened up a bricks and mortar store, we were actually going to have clients coming through the door and not have to wait a while before it was profitable. Again, in Sydney, we had requests from there, but by that stage, I had a fair, you know, a bit of a brand presence. So I was able to open without doing pop-ups or anything, and that worked fine. Uh, But yeah, definitely, again, slow and steady type of approach. I'm going to quickly interrupt your listening to ask you how you feel about your social media game. Every day, I speak to beauty business owners who tell me that they struggle to come up with ideas, struggle to be consistent on social media, and just feel completely overwhelmed with fitting content creation into your already busy schedule. And this is why I've created Socials Made Simple. Twice a month, I'll email you social media templates, content ideas, and mini tutorials to make posting on social media simple for busy business owners just like yourself. Boost your engagement, grow your following, and attract new clients on autopilot so you can get back to doing the things that you love. To get $100 off, send me a message on Instagram with the letters SMS, and I'll send you a unique discount code. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Oh yeah, I love this because I think what you said at the very beginning, a lot of people can sometimes do it from an ego point of view. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it'd be really cool to have a clinic down in Sydney and I can travel down there and make it a whole weekend thing. I've definitely had that thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of doing some analysis first to make sure it's actually viable because you don't want to spend the money and then end up in a position where it's not wasn't worth it at all. Absolutely. And I'm not sure that this is in the beauty industry. Have you heard of Facial, the facial clinic in Bondi Beach? No, I haven't. They're membership only and this is what they do as well. They said before they opened in Bondi, they did a pop-up to generate a bit of engagement and test the waters first and then they actually opened a clinic and they've just done the same in Melbourne and they've opened up their second clinic within nine months. And I think it's a very clever way to do things to mitigate risk, as you keep saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously e-commerce is a lot easier because you can test the market without having to spend as much but if you're opening stores doing a fit out as you know it's so expensive you don't want to be putting that down the drain absolutely absolutely so when I look at you and I follow you on social media and you visit the facial bar 
I am just in awe because you're always traveling. You have your distribution business, Jador. You also have multiple clinic locations, yet you still are able to spend so much time for yourself. And it's something that I aspire to have in my life. This is why I'm looking for that slow and steady success as well. But how do you balance business and personal life so well? Because I see a lot of women in the beauty industry just having a limiting belief around having it all. But when I look at what you're doing and seeing you traveling, running multiple businesses, yet still being so involved, I'm like, wow, she's really embodying full CEO energy. And I'd love to know how you do that because I'm sure so many other people are watching you and like, how does she do it? (laughs) (laughs) You're so sweet. No, I mean, I guess also social media can make it look a lot more glamorous and a lot more like that than what it really is. I definitely prioritize travel. I love travel and I definitely prioritize having that downtime because I think actually some of my best ideas have come during that downtime. Um, You really need to switch off. You know, when we're working, we're getting bombarded with everything, aren't we? And we always have our phone on us. We're always, you know, if we're not doing something, then we'll just be scrolling social media. So we're never really letting our minds sort of rest and just think about what's, you know, possibilities within your business and that kind of thing. When I'm here, if I'm not traveling, which, I mean, I travel, if you added it up, it's probably six weeks a year or something like that split into a few holidays. If I'm not traveling, I'm literally working. At, I get home and I go back to work. <laughs> like I'm sitting on my laptop and my phone. I'm lucky I've got a really supportive partner who is also working for himself. So we do it together. But day to day, I get up and I go to the gym by like 8.30 to do an hour of exercise in the morning to really start my day off, my mind off in the right way. And then I'll get into work and then I'll get home and see my kids at like 4 or 5 p.m., spend an hour or two doing, you know, bath and bedtime. And then I'm back on my laptop pretty much every night. So I don't get guilty about hating holidays because, A, I know it'll probably bring me back success from having, you know, ideas spark and just that downtime. And I work so hard the rest of the time. So I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, that's it. And this is something that I've noticed. It's a question that I've been asking everybody who's jumped on the podcast recently. And a lot of people say the exercise in the morning is like key to setting their day up for success. And it's something that I've started doing too. And I've noticed such a huge ripple effect across all areas of my life. I'm such a Pilates queen. But also too, I agree with you because I've had a few holidays this year. And my last one was to Queenstown a couple of months ago. And I came back with such renewed energy and such fresh ideas and clarity. And yeah, as you said, as business owners and some people are parents or pet mums, all these things that we're trying to juggle, you do get burnt out quite quickly. So do agree it's important to prioritise the things that fill up your cup so that your brain can wander and come up with the ideas. I think so. And it doesn't have to be expensive holidays. It can be, you know, head off to Bali and you can get a luxury escapes deal and, you know, sometimes we're really, really affordable, but it's important to actually prioritise it, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, any advice for anybody early into their business journey? Hint, hint myself, but also I have a lot of women who listen to this who are just starting out and they get so much inspiration from people on the podcast. So any advice for anybody who may be just starting out wanting to start out or have started out and things aren't going as well as planned? I think like yourself, if you're doing something that you actually really are passionate about, that's the first thing because you probably are going to struggle after a while if you're not passionate about it. Knowing that no one has it all together and has it easy. As we said before, you can look on social media and think like, oh, that just, you know, that person's just killing it. And so seems so easy for them. And I'm sure it's not like that for everyone because everyone I speak to in business is the same as me, where you are constantly 
have something, some problems, some, some fires you're putting out and have stress. So important to sort of not think like that, think negatively. And I think uh, like connecting with other business owners now with so many different groups, uh, even online groups that you can join, uh, I think is really key. Um, I'm an introvert, so I definitely struggle with that. I took a long time to even join some of those things or ask advice from other people. But I think if you can put yourself out there, it's, it's usually, uh, well, it's extremely valuable. Yeah. And these are all things that I'm constantly chatting about to everybody as well. So I feel like that really cements that advice. Where can people follow your brand online, on Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? So my Emily Handrel Hair extensions, Emily with a double L because my parents really wanted to make my life difficult. <laughs> so E-M-I-L-L-Y-H-A-D-R-I-L-L. That's the hair salons and my personal Instagram is mhadrill and Jador is J-A-D-O-R-E, Jador Hair Supplies, which is our hair extension brand. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate you jumping on today. Of course. Thanks for having me, Kelly. 